0: Okay, Yitzchak Pesach Pesach is going to affect another few days still besides the uh, the matzah the matzah repercussions, etc. Pesach is going to affect us that the rest of the month We don't say any Takhnun. As we spoke in the beginning of the month, the reason being that the Nasi was read the first 12 days, and then 8 days of Pesach is 20 days, and since the majority of the month, we did not say Takhnun the rest of the month, we don't say Takhnun either. This Shabbos also, Shabbos of Archimachaydish year, Shabbos which we bless the new month of year. Pashas Kedoshim. The custom of the Jewish nation is from the first Shabbos until Shavuot. On every Shabbos, we read one peric of Pirke and therefore, this Shabbos is the first of the Shabbos, and therefore the Shabbos will be the first of perik There's also a custom. Okay, let's try it again. I'm sorry, online. You guys are going to kill me. i try one more time. i got to make this call because i got to put this one more person's waiting to go online. Hold on. Try to remove me. What, what are you what saying? Okay, you're, where from. are you? You're here. Try to delete me from the group. You're going to do it with glasses on you, genius. Okay. Well. Much easier. Uh, remove from context. I know you're from the contacts. Just the group. click on my name and remove. It doesn't go. Remove, you see? Remove from contact. Yeah, I hope it doesn't go from the whole contacts. Okay, you're still there. To help me like a toothache. No, all right. Now, where's the rest of the people in the group? Did you click on the X? No one? No. No, it doesn't do anything. All right. Where's the rest of the people from the group? I don't understand. Oh, you didn't negate. Let me see. Where are you going? Where are you missing? Here he is. It's here. Okay. Okay. We should be working now. Wow. So the Shabbos that we benched, the new month, the month of Iyar. I'm sorry, this is going to be one heck of a recording. Pasht Kedoshim. Also there's a custom between Pesach and Shavuos to learn every day a Blat Gemara, a one page of the Gemara, Mesech T'Saita. Mesech Saita is 49 pages. And since there are 49 pages, Paid days between Pesach and Shavuot. So one page a day is studied, in addition to all the rest of the studies that one has on a regular basis. So it's customary during these weeks. Oh, boy, everybody just went offline. <coughs> It is customary that during these weeks, our shiurim include, besides the regular Pasha we have something on pre and we discuss something on Psechli and as always in yema is a very very profound statement be holy you should be holy why? and the passage continues and we said this by our Shabbos table for I, Hashem your God am holy First of all, that's a very awkward thing to say. Be holy because God's holy. It's more awkward to say, be holy as holy as God. And then you have, of course, the old expression, the guy's even holier than God. Um, That sometimes takes place when a person... tends to do things that are not understandable by the average person. person looks at him and says, there's Judaism, there's religion, there's orthodoxy, but <coughs> that's totally over the, over the hill. You're definitely way out of hand. You're being holier than God, is the expression. And it's a uh, difficult situation. So all of a sudden, tell human beings, tell mankind, to you to be holy, and not only to be holy, but why should you be holy? Ki One of the problems we have. is understanding holiness. How do we interpret holiness? What is the difference... What is the difference between holiness, spirituality, and spirits? Personally, just very spiritual, is you holy? Where does holiness draw a line? Da'al the Rebbe, the first Chabad Rebbe. had a very interesting expression and you have to understand what this means had an expression today's day and age you say someone had an expression they put it on a bumper sticker that's where it gets its uh, its value on a bumper sticker I told you always my favorite bumper sticker is if I know how much fun the grandchildren will be I would have had them first Um, holiness the Alt-Rebbe explained to his Hasidim what we're not allowed to do we're not allowed to do what we're allowed to do we don't have to do not allowed to eat not kosher not eat no, non-kosher when I tell you though when I tell you though that it's kosher in essence and it tastes good and it might even be nutritious for you. It doesn't mean you have to eat it. It doesn't mean you have to have it. I enjoy it. I like its taste. I like the way it feels in my mouth. I like the palate. I like the, whatever it is. It doesn't mean you have to eat it. What you're not allowed to do, you're not allowed to do. And what you're allowed to do, you don't need. Now, for us today in a day and age to understand and to grasp how this works it's extremely difficult even today's Chabad Hasidim that lived 50 years under the tutelage of the Rebbe and heard directives from the Rebbe were inspired directly from the Rebbe have their I don't say shortcomings because a is a chaser but I don't live up to always exactly the Rebbe's dictate dictum when the Rebbe said something to his chasidim he didn't have to make a four-hour diatribe to get through his point. The altar shut it out like a little dart. Not even like a major missile or an arrow. A dart. Shut out his point and went back into his room. And Hasidim would live with this for days, weeks, months, and years on end. Dalte Rebbe once said we have to live with the times the Hasidim went crazy he didn't elaborate he didn't go any further they didn't say anything more than that the Hasidim were going crazy what did the Rebbe mean? Finally, it was one of the sons of Alter Rebbe that explained Alter Rebbe meant to have to live with the time of the week we have to live with the parasha that week's Torah portion, we have to live with it and we have to see to it it should affect us totally hence condition to you the al expression to that, the al lesson from it is on the other hand Shmuel Munkis, who was a famous Khasr Rebbe, was also a man with a magnificent sense of humor. Shmuel Munkis, once dangled by his feet outside the Rebbe's room, hung himself by his feet. So I said, what are you doing? So he said, I was walking the streets and I saw the shoemaker has shoes in the window the watchmaker has watches in the window every person has his business in his window a Rebbe has to hang a chassid what product does the ever produce? chassidim Shmuel Munkis once was the entertainment, shall we say, during a chsidrish <laughs> of Abregim. would sit and they would listen, they would get inspired by different words of different speakers, and there would be drink, mashke, vodka, whatever it would have been, and of course there would be fabaisen, something to follow, a chaser. But They didn't have chases the beer wasn't a chaser for a, bu- a cup of vodka. You had something that you ate to keep the uh, take off the sharpness from the drink. There's one time the butcher sent in from the butcher was sent in a cooked lung with a delicacy. Shmuel has got the tongue under uh, the lung under his hand. Under his arm, in the bowl, and he started dancing around. And the Chidden were also getting more and more excited about it because he was giving them more and more gusto, he was building up their appetite. But he didn't uh, stop, the game wasn't finishing. He kept going. The more they chased him, the more he got more and more involved in this quote unquote game. It got to a point where the people started screaming, Hey, enough. But you couldn't catch him. He was flink, he was quick. Finally, the younger guy cornered him. And they cornered him and they were about to grab the lung, and he twisted it out of their hands and he dumped it into the spittoon. The spittoon is something I'm not going to elaborate. You can try to use your imagination. If something fell into the spittoon, nobody was taking anything out of it to eat it. Mm-hmm. You could not be desperate enough. So the young guys grabbed Holochma Mukus and laid him out on the table. You put such a thing to waste and they let him have it. Short while later there was a commotion. The came running from the butcher. I hope nobody eats the lung yet. What happened? It was a mistake. The wrong lung was sent. It was the wrong lung. The lung that was sent was not kosher. So now the elder chasidim grabbed holy shmurkis and said, "Aha! You're being holier than God. You're being a spiritual rebbe. You're all of a sudden t- doing things that we don't know. We don't see with the naked eye." They laid him out on the table and they gave him another beating. <laughs> after the second meeting he told them. he says, I will confess to you I'm no prophet, nor the son of a prophet I'm no rabbi, I'm not trying to be a rabbi although he was quite close to it what happened was I got the lung in my hand I got the lung in my hand and I have trained myself, after years I've trained myself, not to desire worldly things. I eat because I have to eat. I drink because I have to drink. Never because I desire it. All of a sudden, this this lung came in, and I got such a burning timer for it I was I was going crazy I said whoa 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 this can't be right I've already developed this I've already worked on this for years I don't go like this I don't go a a wall for food there's no delicacy in the world that can make my head spin like this something's wrong suddenly I saw not only my heart was jumping Or my uh, taiva, I saw everybody jumping after this. I said, wow, by a chassidish Where everybody is trying to get inspired and chassidic and everything, by such a gathering, all of a sudden people are, are chasing such food? I knew Houston, we have a problem. When finally, <clears throat> I couldn't take it anymore, and I saw that people were going to grab it out of my hand, I threw it away. And now we see that I was right. <clears throat> my instincts were right. It had nothing to do with spirituality. It was pure instinct. But this is considered condition to you, to being holy. Photoshop do you have a no, it's, it's a direct. Uh-huh. Who's that? is a step different than all other parches. all parts of the Torah were told to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe told it to. There was a pecking order. To Aaron, Aaron told it to the children of this Ganim. When told to Aaron and his children, they told it to the elders, and this was then told to the Jews. Pash Moshe directly dictated to the Jewish nation. What was he dictating here? What was he so desperate to give over? What was this message that he was so strong to, de- to relay? The first thing he told them when they were gathered together is you are you should be holy because Hashem is holy. Now generally you would think that a person, the first thing he teach you is all the different laws, all the different behaviors, all the different mitzvahs, all the different... Where do you jump straight to the top of the ladder? If a mitzvah causes a person to elevate and to become higher and to become spiritual and to become something, so dictate the laws of mitzvahs. And once the person hears the laws of the mitzvahs, the person can become holy and spiritual. Shoot straight for the stars. Start up on the top of the ladder. That's what Meish is telling us. Dabra says in Tehillim, Sur Meirava Seytov. Turn away from your bad ways and do good. Which is telling us, in essence, turn from your bad behaviors. And then, once you've wiped away all the bad and all the evil and all the wicked, then you are now a vessel for good. Which makes sense. If I take a vessel that's dirty and that's besmeared and that's muddy and I try to put in there diamonds, it's an absurdity. Who would even imagine such a vessel should hold diamonds and precious stones? What would I have to do there? Then, in essence, if it's a a, a valuable vessel, what was that? If it's a valuable vessel, it was your father. He you came to say hi. I would have to take the vessel, clean it out, rinse it properly. You came to say hi. And. Uh, And then, I have a right to start thinking of putting something into it. But to take out of a dirty vessel and put into it diamonds? So, Dabar says, therefore, the way to do it, is the approach to do it, is surmerah, basetov. Turn away from the bad, take all the bad away, and then you can start doing the good. Moshe Rabbeinu says, no, I'm telling you to begin with Kedoshim to you. Become holy. You're not going to believe this, folks. We have to make another call. Because someone just checked in with us that he wants to get online and he can't get in the middle. So I'm making this call again. I'm sorry, I'm stopping. I'm ending and redoing it. Enjoy. Oui. <laughs> so, therefore, Kedashim to you, Mashiach goes directly. Not for the jugular. Directly for the highest level. And says, be holy. And by being holy, you will accomplish everything else. Oh no, we lost it now. Uh, You win one, lose the other. Is your connection better? I can't hear you. Um, You could probably type. Type on the bottom. You could type on the message. There he goes. No, it's not better. What could it be? I know what it could be. Hold on. Is it better now? Ah, sorry, my fault. I have two mics plugged in. So the mic from the headphone was plugged in and the webcam has a mic. Uh, I made you go through all that craziness of upgrading. All right, sorry. I owe you one. This concept of kedushim to you, of being holy, this year is different than any other year that we have. Because the Pasha, in essence, is repeated twice. How do you repeat it? Pasha twice. As we spoke before, the Al spoke about 11 mitzayt, reading the Pasha shavua. Two weeks, the last time we read our Shabbos Pasha was Akhre-Mais itself. So the Sunday after akhre we started to prepare learning Kedashim. However, when Shabbos came around, we weren't reading Kedashim, because it was Shabbos Chalamite. So we didn't read yet Kedashim. But, yes, this past Sunday, we started again to read, to learn, and prepare Kedashim. So this week again we are learning over kudashin. So we have two weeks of God dictating to us kudashin to you of being holy. The entire concept of us raising ourselves up and starting from the top of the ladder and not waiting till the suramayrah is done is permeated twice through our system. Even more so we look back two weeks prior and we had Tazriya and Mitzayra. Both Pashas discussing the Tzeras, the leprosy that is caused by speaking Lashon and telling us how severe Lashon is and how careful one has to be that he shouldn't speak Lashon because of the consequence that it, ha- that it comes about says Tata, I don't want you to learn that message in one shot, in one week, Tazriah and Mitzrayah together. This year, Tavshinah and Aleph, Tazriah and Mitzrayah are separate. So one week, we learned the whole week about being careful, the leprosy that comes about from Lashon Then next week, again, we had it and now we had a third week which was to Tiyu in which the Pasha says you may not speak Lashon Hara and now we're learning it for a fourth week again of the Lashon Hara so Tov Shin Ayin Aleph holds a tremendously strong message how we must be careful how we talk how we must be careful that we don't talk about another Jew any which way or form we are not the right ones. We are not the vessel and we are not the channel and we are not the, the media line to present the person's story, the person's iniquities, the person's shortfalls. And that would have a, a blast with all these. And the Pasuk, as we said before, this week's Pasha just for the record, has 51 mitzvahs. In the Pasha of which one of them is le-selech rochil. one should not go around talking about others. There's a famous story that Rebbe Marash's wife, interesting, we have two stories this week about women's dresses. Rebbe Marash's wife had ordered a new dress, and the tailor came to Rebbe certificate for the last final fitting. And it fit. The Marash's little son was standing there. Ultimately, it was the Rashaab. And he saw a bolt of material of which the dress was made sticking out of the pocket of the tailor. In other words, they cut the dress from the material they were given and they sewed the dress, but they managed to do it in such a way that they had extra material. And that material stayed with them. It wasn't legal. You were paid to do your job, you give back what you were given. The little boy, not out of total innocence, walked over and yanked the bolt out of the guy's pocket. Oh, the tailor got so, or the ladies, whatever it was, I can't imagine that Edmondson went to a tailor. She must have gone to a seamstress. And the it seems just uh, railroad started to, com- to, to to stutter and to start to excuse itself and to say, "Of course I was going to give it back. Oh my gosh, I didn't I, when well, we figured when we finished finishing everything, I would take it out, I would give it to you. I, of course I wasn't going to steal it." Needless to say, they were very embarrassed. The little boy, five years old came later to his father, the Marash started crying I embarrassed a Jew, something terrible I made them raid in their face I really embarrassed them little child understood the severity of embarrassing a fellow Jew father said what happened, tell me the child starts crying even harder it's not enough I embarrassed him you want me to talk a lot too They say the Khrachil Baamecha Oh my gosh, time runs in this place. Okay, the Pasik then tells us. Dabra Bnei Sa Dabra Khadas <laughs> Bnei Saul Vyamarta Allahim. The Pasik <posse> should say Vamarta <laughs> lohem." Why the extra word Allah? Why the extra letter? Let us understand Kadesh. Let us understand what Kiddusha actually means. Kiddusha Khsidis explains, Zaya explains, the word kiddusha comes from the word Kadesh, which also means not just sanctified, but kadesh or Mubdl, Separated. And therefore it is totally separated. When I take something, I make it hegdish. It's not mine any longer. I can no longer t- come to this thing. We find this similarly, you I. <coughs> Excuse me. I discussed this with Chasanim before they get married. <coughs> the Hasidic circles: a boy is not allowed to touch a girl, and a girl not a boy, and. Until they're married, they don't touch each other. So the really Hasidic boys develop a sort of a, shall we call it a stigma, develop something within themselves, God forbid, touch a girl. Which is wonderful. Then they have a question. I get married, what happens then? How will I get rid of this feeling? This fear? And the explanation is very, very simple. Under the chuppah, the chassan gives the ring to the kala, and as he places the ring on her finger, he says, Mikudeshet You are now mikudeshet to me. She then becomes one with you. And the entire inhibition and that entire restriction falls away. Not only halakhically does it fall away, it falls away from within you. It's now your wife. She also is mikudashasli. She is no longer, of course, to be with any other man. Except for me. Except for the one I married Aleyhem is Yashatevis of the words Hare Atmi Kodesh Not in order. God is telling the Jews Kodeshim to you. You are separated to me. You are my nation. You are my children. You become one with me. And by that, by that segregation the Jews become one. One, one. The segregation of the harediat, of kedushin you. We also find many different. As uh, the fifty-one mitzvahs, we find a mitzvah. They say that they sell in A Person should not leave their worker overnight without pay. Very hard. love And ultimately, we look in the Teda, there's a few lav them together there. One of them is, they say in the pile, right next to it is, not to hate another person. If a person, God forbid, doesn't make the Yimara what? the Shabbos, tells the story of a fellow that worked three years for his boss. On the third year in Kippur, decided he wanted to go home to his family. In those days, not everybody had a local job. And therefore, she's not home. She's not home. I am. And therefore, after three years, he figured he amassed enough money by his boss. His boss didn't pay him weekly. He's ready to leave. He'll tell his boss, please give me money so I can go home. He comes to his boss and says, I'm ready to leave. And the boss says, Okay, Zygizunt, Gegizunt. He says, But I need to be paid. He says, I don't have any money. He says, Pay me in produce. Give me fruits, vegetables. He says, I don't have. He says, Give me land. Again, he says, "I don't have." And the fellow left, not happy, of course, but he went home after Sukkis. The work, the boss came to the workers' town, and if met him, and he's all excited. Three years he lived in his house. Now he's coming to him. He hosted him, and they sat and they talked, and he asked him. He says, "Tell me, my friend." When I told you I had no money, what did you think? So I thought it was tied up in something. When I told you I had no produce, I figured, I figured you didn't give any mice. If you didn't give maizah yet, it's not yours. When I told you I had no land, also figured that it was tied up in the, the mitzvah. And the owner said, yes, this is a, indeed exactly what happened. He says he had a son that was not learning Torah. And he made a vow that he will not enjoy, he will not use anything that he owns. till the child starts to learn Torah. The child started to learn so the Chachamim after Yom Kippur nullified his vow. And I didn't give my son my fruits and therefore I couldn't use that. I, everything you said, and because you judge me so honestly, not only I'm paying you, not only giving you a bonus, but I'm giving you on top of that a gift, and the fellow became wealthy in his own right. So we see how we have to be very, very careful when a person doesn't get paid, what do they say about their boss. If Zushan Napoli was a very poor man. As I told you before, I promised before we we'll tell another dress story. So we don't want to... Not a dress the dress. and his wife used to bother him for many, many months on end that he she never had she hadn't gotten a new dress in years. Finally, he put together every put that he could and gave her money to mm-hmm. go get a dress go order a dress. and she went to the person and she ordered the dress and it was Friday afternoon. And she's very depressed. And the musician says, why are you depressed now? You have a new dress. She said, I don't have a new dress. So, what happened? I gave you the money for a dress. Came to the tailor. the tailor was sitting there very despondent. I asked the tailor what happened. The tailor said that the daughter is a kala. And the chassan had been here a few days ago and saw me sewing a new dress I said oh that's probably for the kala right and unfortunately I had to tell the khasim it's not for the kala and now I'm very concerned that he's going to break off the engagement because he sees you're not making new clothing for her and everything maybe he's going to be upset and break break off the engagement so why did you tell the tailor so I told the tailor, obviously, keep the dress for your daughter and let the husband see that she has a new dress. So Zusha asked, but did you pay for it? She says, pay for what? I left the dress by the tail, I said. I said but you hired him to work for you. He worked this whole time because he was relying on your pay. He was not making a dress for his daughter. He doesn't have money for that. He can't afford that. Now you're sticking him for this? Go quickly and pay him. So she ran and she paid for the dress. Just quickly, I got it because we still have to go into the Seita and Pekiaves. You go into business. Be so very, very careful. Don't connive your friend. It's not a Yecha, it's your Shutaf, your partner. Why is he referred to as your friend? There's a holy, holy Jew, his name was Yeritzhak of Varka. Two friends once came to Yeritzhak of Varka and they asked him, they wanted to go into a business dealing together. Partnership. So he said, did you write a contract between you? They said, no. We're best Friends. And the Rebbe doesn't seem to understand. Best friends. So, music Varka said, I want to write you a contract. They said, fine. So he took two pieces of paper and he wrote on the same thing on both pages. They took their papers and they looked at it and they saw on the paper it said, Aleph, Beis, Gimel, Dalit. Four letters. Aleph, Beis, Gimel, Dalet. They both looked perplexed one another. They looked at the Rebbe and said, you don't understand what that means? He said, no. So I'll tell you what it means. It's an acronym, Rashi Tevis. Aleph Beis, Ms. If you'll do with truth, Beis Bracha, there'll be a blessing in your business. Gimel, Gezel, if you'll be stealing from one another, Dalos, there'll be in poverty. So the contract was Aleph Beis Gimel Dalit. In tradition and in, in connection, the way we're talking and even our theme of the evening, shall we say, connection to you. Parsha Shabbos, we said Shabbos of Vachim ear, and We'll elaborate next week. Meant Shemach Chedesh but ears as we all know, is Rashi an acronym for me, Hashem Refecha, I am the God that heals, and all those that need healing, and many there are many such people. God should send very speedily for Shneva. Or rather from um, David Sada, etc. the Miriam. The Mishnah Pekiyah Yavis Perek Aleph this week, the first Perek, the sixth Mishnah, Yeshua Ben Prahya Ben Itayah Abeli Kiblu Mehem. Yeshua Ben Prahya Ben Abeli received the oral audition from them. And this, of course, refers to the people before Yitzhah B'yechani, etc. And they had a, a saying as follows. Make yourself a teacher, provide yourself with a master, Buy yourself a friend. Purchase yourself a friend, and judge each person favorably. There are times when we look at something, we want to do something—a mitzvah, a good intention. I know how to be good. I know how to do a favor properly. I know how to give tzedakah to that person. I know. Guy he needs is making a wedding and giving a thousand dollars. It's a tremendous amount. I'm I'm really a great great soul for this. Times have been very good to me, actually. So I don't mind parting with a thousand dollars. Maybe I should give him two or three. I can afford it now. Then you start arguing with yourself. At this point, says the Mishnah, "Say don't be your own teacher, don't be your own mentor, don't be your own person that's going to try to guide you. Because you can't guide yourself. You are love, in love with yourself. Every person has this Avas Atzmai. And by being in love with oneself, they're blinded. And because you're blinded, you can't actually see how to do it right. And on this he says, And automatically, you will have also find yourself a friend. You'll acquire yourself a friend, because now you know, that your Rav has guided you to behave the way you should. And then you'll acquire friends. And by doing so, then you can start falling into a level of judging everybody favorably. Because now you see how the person has to act and how the person has to be. And this is all from the guidance of the Seyed HaKadav. Sech the deals with many, many different, very, very interesting topics and stories. Some are stories, some are laws, some are facts, the first amr in Saita tells us that a Shidduch is kashak a kriyat yamsuf. matchmaking is as hard as the splitting of the Red Sea. If you might ask the question, how could that be if 40 days before the child it's the... boy even can that really says that plainer the plain is 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 the is that that it means a Shidduch Shaini. A zivik Shaini. Another very interesting happening we find here in the Gemara, on Daftes and Beis. In and Beis, the Gemara tells us, A Mishnah Shimshon halach achar Einov. went after his eyes, the Fichach Nikru Plishtim as Einov. Therefore the Plishtim poked his eyes out. And the Yamara explains, Tan Rabbanan The Rabbanan Bainav Marat. say the sages have taught us that Simsh- Shimshan rebelled against God with his eyes. Shenema, it says by al said to his father, this woman, this Plishtin woman you should take from me, because she is righteous in my eyes. So he sinned with his eyes. He looked where he shouldn't. And therefore, says, the Gemara, they gouged out his eyes. As we see in the Pasuk, the Yichazul, the Plishman grabbed him and gouged out his eyes. So the Gemara asks the question, Amy, is it not like this? Is it so that he went to Timna and sinned? That the parents did not know what she was, the parents did not know the master plan here. The Jews were being oppressed by the Plishtim, and Shimshin was a one-man band. He was a one-man demolition crew. He was going out determination to, to destroy the Plishtim, but to stand there and fight with no reason and no rhyme didn't work. So, plishtim, so therefore Shimshin had to derive a plan. And through the plan, ultimately go about destroying the plishtim. What was the master plan? The master plan began with marrying a woman. Ultimately, the father gave the woman away to another man. And therefore, plishtim, therefore Shimshin came and destroyed property that killed plishtim out. Because the father gave away the daughter. The Plishtim went and killed the father and the daughter because they were the reason for Shimshin's destruction. So Shimshin did more destruction to the Plishtim because they did something. Ki Ozil Miho, when he went to select this woman, says the Gemara, yes. It was supposed to be with a master plan but he didn't keep 100% Kedoshim. He didn't keep the spirituality totally to it. (laughs) Vasa Yashrusa Azul He followed what was proper in his eyes. And therefore he derailed slightly the master plan by ultimately going after this woman. The Imara goes further. Tanya with said, his first kilkul, his first downfall was in Azza, and therefore they brought him back to Azza. And the Pasik tells us he goes on to describe how and what he fell through in Azza. But the entire thing was the to team. He was on a mission, and a mission from God. There's nothing to talk about. We can't take that away from him. He was a holy man, so to say that the man went and sinned with blishtim women, it makes no sense. The dictate doesn't doesn't work. Elamai, what did he do? He definitely was Megaya the woman. He would not have married her without converting her properly. We can't convert for marriage, etc., etc. Irrelevant. But here he did not marry a woman, a Polish woman, a Goyesh woman, just because that was his Taiva. He married her because it was the master plan. And it was the master plan that he follows and the master plan that he com- com- that he completes, almost. But the problem was the to Tihu. There was an enter of a drop of poison in his system that gave him that inkling that it became more than just a mission but a personal issue also that he liked the woman in essence and that was where his problem, his downfall came but ultimately we go back to Kedashim and Tiyu, one of the mitzvahs in Kedashim Tiyu Tiyu is, means that in the future you'll be not Yiyu Kedashim Tiyu because ultimately when we'll be holy, Mashiach will come one of the major mitzvahs to mention here is tzedakah, which is not, char- not called charity. It's called tzedakah, because it comes from the word tzedek, righteous. Righteous, you're giving the tzedakah because you're righteous. Why are you righteous in giving tzedakah? Because it's not yours. God gave you now to hold on to it. But when God needs a transfer it to the next, participant, the next recipient, you're only a holding station. And therefore the person should not feel I gave tzedakah. I helped this person. I was a messenger. I was a shliach from God. And God should take us his ultimate tzedakah. And the tzedakah that God owns us right now is the tzedakah of Mashiach. and tzedakah returning us back to Yerushalayim and HaKadosh and to our holy temple. Amen. Lila to all.